It's the most fulfilling. Like if you would have asked me three years ago, even if this would be what I was doing for my career, I would have said like, that sounds amazing, but no way. 33 years old from Bothell, Washington out of team body shop fitness. That's Danielle Rainwater. You got this, babe. Go, babe, go. Push, push, push. You got this. You got this. Nice job. What's up, everybody? Coach Colt here. Welcome to episode 134 of the SupersetYourLife.com podcast. This is all you're going to hear from me because I'm about to turn it over to two absolutely incredible women that I love and respect with all of my heart. Give it up for Taylor Milton and Danielle Rainwater. Today, we have a very special guest, Danielle Rainwater. Danielle is an MPC bikini competitor on a mission for her IFBB Pro card and having recently won first place at the NPC High Roller Royale in Las Vegas, Nevada. She is the marketing manager for Body Shop Fitness, Colt and my favorite gym in, located in Bothell, Washington. And you can hear on episode 39, Colt's interview with Jeff Nelson on how they started the gym through the midst of a pandemic. It's a great one. She's also a lifestyle and competition prep coach and also big announcement as of last week. She is my coach. Colt is still doing my keto carnivore macros, of course, but he wanted to hire the very best coach for me so he can focus on our business and our own clients, knowing I'm being trained by a truly elite coach with a big heart and similar mindset. She is here today to share with you where her journey started, answers to frequently asked questions regarding bikini and wellness categories, and advice to first-time competitors and those who have always wanted to do a show but haven't quite pulled the trigger yet. Danielle can be found on Instagram at Danielle Rainwater, YouTube channel Body Shop Fitness, Facebook where you can join her free Facebook group, and be sure to check out her link tree on Instagram for consultations, downloadable resources, and her latest content. Danielle, welcome to the show. What got you into bodybuilding and the entire story? Um, yeah, so growing up, I was always, and I'm going to like apologize to you and your audience because I sound so congested. So all good. <laughs> I've been sick for like the last two months. It's all good. They're used to hearing congestion coming from our podcast. It's all good. Yeah, if I'm taking extra breaths, don't mind me. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I was always super active. Um, I showed horses growing up. So I've been in the competitive nature too. I ran track. I was in musical theater. I sang. And I did pageants. I was actually Little Miss Washington when I was six. Really? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'd always kind of been, I've been on stage. I love performing. I've always yeah. been super competitive. Um, my parents and um, just family around me always held me to a very high standard or just like expected the best from me. And which is an amazing way to be raised because yeah. it's taught me the discipline that I have today. And I still hold myself to a very high standard because of that. Um, and so I went to college. Um, and when I went off to college, I kind of quit most of that because I wanted to dedicate all of my time to my studies and doing really well in college. I did um, go to run track in college, but I ended up fracturing my ankle and wow. 
I just didn't feel like it was worth a long-term injury just because the school I went to wasn't super known for athletics. And so I really wanted to like dedicate my time to my studies. Um, So I kind of was like, what do I do with my life? Like I have all this extra time. (laughs) And so um, I started going to the gym more regularly, um, playing around with like different workouts. But um, in college, I feel like I was kind of just working out to work off what I did during the week and the weekend. Uh, I did join a sorority. I did enjoy the college activities of partying and Mm -hmm. kind of quote unquote thinking that I was eating healthy, but I was more like eating to like undo what I thought I did with drinking and my eating habits on the weekends. Right. Uh, so fast college experience, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that I got it out of my system because like I've done that. I know how I feel doing that and I have no desire to do that again. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. So I graduated college, um, started working, uh, for a digital advertising, advertising agency in Seattle, moved from, I went to school in Tacoma, grew up in Puyallup. So, um, from born and raised in Washington, uh, and started working for a marketing agency in Seattle, lived the corporate life, all of that. Um, again, still working out, but I just wasn't like, I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. And so I kind of started doing my own research because health and fitness had always been something that really interested me. Um, I started learning about flexible dieting and macros um, and kind of started implementing them on my own and started watching like my body transform. I was feeling different. I was lifting heavier. I had changed the way I was lifting. Um, And then I went to a gym up in Lake Stevens that had a few competitors. So I started kind of seeing um, people getting ready for shows, uh, that kind of physique. Um, And actually a trainer that was a trainer there before or then, who is now a trainer at our gym, um, kind of knew how it come full circle. Uh, He just kind of approached me and asked if I had ever like thought of competing. And back then when you heard the word bodybuilding, I mean, it's involved so much just over like the past like six years oh yeah uh, I always thought of just like big huge muscle men and women which yeah. there are still that yeah but there are so many more divisions now so mm-hmm. uh, I started digging in again doing my research and I found bikini and I saw this and I was like you know like I was still very naive, but I was like, you know, I think I could do this. Like, it's kind of cool. It's kind of like a muscle pageant. Like it's got the competitive nature. It's got the health and fitness. It's got the performing. And so I kind of decided to just like take a stab and I started working with a coach and we did my first show. I definitely was way too small. Um, but like so I said, how, back how then, old were you when you did your first show? If that's okay, if I ask that, it was in 2017, so I was like 27. Oh, sorry, I'm just that one. No, okay, nice, yeah, yeah, because oh. I'm, I'm 34 now, okay. Uh, so I did the first show and like I got off stage, like I, I wasn't sure what was gonna happen, but I got off stage and I was like, oh my god, when do I get to do that again? <laughs> that's cool, yeah. So that's kind of how it started. I worked with that coach for six years. Um, we did, I want to say, seven shows together. Wow, and just last year I switched to the coach that I'm with now. Okay, nice, that's cool. So you were a bit by the bug then, like, oh, for sure, yeah, <laughs> cool, that's exciting. So, um, 
going into like your first show and then having done this last show season, what do you yeah. think the biggest thing that you've learned is over all the shows that you've done? Oh my gosh. I mean, when I first started prepping, I think the biggest thing is how you train mm-hmm. and how you feel your body. Yeah. Like when I first started doing competition, it was back when flexible dieting was like first, like getting like introduced. It, it was like your macros type thing. Yeah. I, there's yeah. definitely a difference between flexible dieting. I think there is uh, an amazing like lessons to be learned in flexible dieting. And it's definitely like a very sustainable approach for a lot of people. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between flexible dieting and if it fits your macros. Because back when I first got into it, it was definitely more of like, if it fits your macros, like, let's see how many pop tarts and protein bars and cereal I can fit into my day and still lose weight and really not focusing as far as like how your body's digesting it, how you're feeling on it. Are you properly feeling your workouts? Yeah. And, um, just like making sure like meal timing too, like that place such an incredible role and digestion and gut health. Right. Um, I went through uh, some pretty severe like gut issues after my first season of competing. And I don't, I don't blame it on competing by any means, but I don't think it helped the situation at all. I mean, yeah. I had come from years of like yo-yo dieting and thinking I had to eat like a rabbit and do tons of cardio to get the physique that I wanted. And then I jumped right into a prep doing Mm -hmm. flexible dieting where I'm eating like power crunch bars. I'm eating halo top. I'm having cereal. I'm having, which does not help your gut whatsoever. Fat free that. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. So I, um, actually went through, I had small intestine bacterial overgrowth. So it's called SIBO. It's definitely a lot. It's a lot more mainstream now than it was back then. Yeah. Um, my mom so has I gone think- through that twice in the last like three or four years. It's been really bad. Wait, you have? No, my mom. Oh yeah. It's yeah. not fun. And it comes back. It relapses really easily. If you don't, you don't take the time to really flush that bacteria out. Right. And then build up the good bacteria and make sure you aren't refeeding the bad right. bacteria. Yeah. So I would say definitely like learning about stress and how stress isn't just like a mental thing. It's definitely a physical thing and things that you may not necessarily classify as stress, add stress to your body, whether that be dieting, training, cardio, family, like work, all of those are different stress on their bodies. And if you're constantly throwing stress into the stress bucket, it's going to overflow at some point. And so you need to find that balance and keep that relationship of trust with your body. And there's different ways of doing that. Right. Yeah. That's so good. It's amazing how stress pays or plays such a key factor into um, not just your emotional health, but like every part of your health aspect, you know, your mental, everything. Yeah. And the body truly follows the mind. Like if your mind's not right, your body's Right. Yeah. So, so, so true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I went through my own journey with that too, over the last few years. And I think obviously with the added stress of being a mom definitely oh. is a key factor into that, but yeah, yeah it's just crazy. And, and keeping like holding some of those thoughts, just captive and making sure that you're really feeding your mind positively really affects just like every area of life. So a thousand percent. Yeah. 
Um, Colt wanted me to ask you if you could describe, this is kind of switching topics, but not, yeah. really, but just describe the biggest differences between bikini and wellness. We have a lot of people interested in both okay. I'm not sure of the differences. So, yeah. And I'm not sure if I mentioned, I mentioned that I compete, but I do compete in bikini. Um, yeah. and the, so wellness is the newest division as far as like women's divisions go. Yeah. Um, and I, the biggest differences you can see like all of the criteria on MPC news online. And I will just kind of make this, uh, statement too. I'm talking from like an MPC level, which is the, um, biggest federation when it comes to, uh, untested bodybuilding, it leads yeah. into the IFBB. I'm not speaking from like natural federations. There are different federations. Yeah. So, um, most, just make most sure you, natural natural federations don't even have wellness. So I was I was actually kind of wondering that because yeah. I don't follow those as much. Um, I definitely yeah. put all most of my focus into the MPC. So I just wanted yeah. to put that out there. But yeah. the biggest difference is, um, and as I mentioned, the divisions the divisions just keep um, they keep evolving. Right. Like the bikini look now is way different than the bikini look when I started. Yeah. So. Bikini was definitely developed with the idea of like the most attainable, which it still is. Yeah. But I think a lot of people just think like, oh, if I'm fit and I look good in a bikini, I can just hop on a bikini stage and do well. And that is not the case at all. Um, yeah. When it comes to bikini, they're definitely looking for a good, healthy, muscular structure. But the thing with bikini is it's all about balance. So they don't, they want you to look great overall. They want you to look good overall, but not great in one aspect. So like, they don't want you to look, they don't want the audience to look at a physique and be like, oh damn, that girl's got a big ass, but like <laughs> uh, their upper body is a little right iffy or like, oh, they've got great quads, but like, where are her hamstrings? Like right. they want development everywhere they want a healthy they don't want to look like super emaciated you know when you get those diet feels they want the physique nice and full yeah. seeing those muscle bellies they want to see the definition but they don't want tons of vascularity they don't want um super insane conditioning which i think is a very different way of thinking for a lot of people that have been around the bodybuilding world uh, for a long time because for most of divisions it's like how freaking big and how freaking shredded can you get? Yeah, right. So uh, thing I like to remind people with the bikini division is it's not necessarily a shredded competition. It's a shape competition. Yeah. Like you definitely still need to get to quote unquote unhealthy body fat levels for a woman. Yeah. And it's very low body fat levels for a woman. Yeah. But 7% body fat can look very different on different women. So it's not focusing on specific numbers it's focusing on what looks best on your physique right and wellness is very similar in those aspects but it is the one division that doesn't look at symmetry yeah they want very similar conditioning to bikini but it's made for those a little bit heavier bottomed women yeah that may not be able to get that symmetrical look because genetics because as much right. as we don't want to say that genetics play a role they do oh they like, do yeah like this is a physique sport yeah. right. uh so you kind of got to have the genetics some genetics yeah. are not just going to play in your favor yeah uh, and the one thing i do like to mention because just as women naturally we carry body fat more in our lower half those inner thighs our glutes and then like our love handle areas yeah. uh 
just because you quote unquote have a thicker bottom half doesn't necessarily mean wellness is the division for you. Yeah. Uh, I always say you want to figure out kind of what's muscle versus body fat, because when we diet down that body fat, that muscle might not be there and wellness may not be the division for you. Yeah. I guess the nice thing though, is when you're kind of trying to decide that between the two, the posing is pretty similar. It is. Yeah. Which is nice because it's not like you're training for bodybuilding versus bikini. You know? And I think that's why you see at the regional level, you see a lot of crossover between yeah. the two. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I remember, I think the first time I saw wellness was last year at the, the, the show up with the Sasquatch. I don't remember the name of it. It's but. called the Sasquatch Pro, but oh, it, so okay. it's the Northern Classic. Yeah. Yes, the Northern Sasquatch Classic. Pro. So we, not this last season, but the season before that, um, we had a, a client compete in bodybuilding and so Colt and I were there and we yeah. stayed and watched. And that's when I saw you compete for the first time. I was going to say I did that show. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's when I saw you compete for the first time. That's the first time I saw wellness. And I looked at Colt and I was like, I feel like I could do that category. Oh, yeah. I, and I just, you know, I maybe didn't understand the difference between bikini and wellness at the time. Now that I do, there's really not much besides the fact that it's just your lower body. <laughs> and, yeah. But um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, that's something attainable because you know, for when sure. I, after watching Colt compete for now 12 shows and he's always done bodybuilding and classic physique. So he's always insanely shredded. And, um, I have always thought I can't do that. Like I have no desire to get down to that body fat percentage, yeah. even watching women at that. Like when I watched Carly get ready for hers, I was like, there's no way I can be a shredded. Well, she's in women's physique. So it's yeah. completely different. Yeah. So different. And so I think, because uh, before he had done NPC this last year, we've only ever done, um, like I or WNBF and, um, NANBF. So it's all natural, yep. but all they ever have is bikini. And I think they have physique and bodybuilding for women. So there was never like that other, other categories to look into. I don't even think they had, um, a uh, figure. So, yeah. Cause they're just smaller, but, yep. um, anyways, yeah, I, I really like the look of the wellness and whether or not that ends up being what I go with. It was something that made me think, okay, I could probably do this now. It's a little bit. Oh, more for sure. <laughs> and yeah. it gives you, it gives you uh, options too. I'm like, I think the way that the divisions have evolved and just the MPC is growing since even I started, like it makes me really happy because I mean, it is a little frustrating sometimes because I feel like some people just like hop on stage and think that it's not like, hard work and it really is um they kind of discount the sport a little bit but the way that it's growing um gives a lot more people the chance and just to add on to like the biggest difference like that's the biggest difference as far as criteria but like when it comes to training there's going to be a lot of differences as far as like the way you're training the physique for bikini versus wellness based on where you need to improve slash grow or maintain Right. Or sometimes for wellness and sometimes even for bikini, there may be some areas you need to downsize in order to get that preferred look for that division. Yeah, for sure. What are some of, have you had to downsize anything or make sure you're focusing on certain areas over not focusing on certain areas? Yes, for sure. Um, So back from like years of just uneducated lifting, uh, I definitely grow I have the genetics to put on muscle pretty I don't want to say easily but I do put on muscle pretty naturally very well 
and I maintain my muscle mass very well. Um, so my upper body was very, very developed and specifically my traps because Ah, it's a lot of like (laughs) momentum lifting and not paying attention to the proper contractions and things like that. And that's another huge learning aspect that I've learned over the years is just, which you've got some of my tips from it, but just like dropping my ego at the door and really focusing on that time under tension, that mind to muscle connection and really focusing on where I'm wanting to feel it and making sure I'm not feeling it where I shouldn't be feeling it. Um, So I've had to really, I wouldn't say as much downsize my upper body, but just maintain it. Even though like I love lifting shoulders, I kind of got to like pull it back. Mm -hmm. And I've really focused on like growing my lower half, specifically my glutes to match my upper body to create that more balanced look. And then um, another thing with this new coach that I have, um, she's really helped me just like, because bikini, everything gets taken in and wellness too. Everything gets taken in and judging. Like it's not just your physique, like your hair, your makeup, your just your whole look in general, which is why I kind of say it's more your like stage a stage presence. Pageant. Yeah. So your full yeah. stage presence. And so this last year, as you can see, uh, my head is shaved. So <laughs> my back is typically shown in bikini yeah. and they're not judging on your back. And so my traps have come down, but they're still very, very developed they yeah. definitely stick out. And so this last show that I did, we we had me wear a wig. And mm-hmm. so that hid my back and my traps and it really softened my look and made my look a lot more balanced from the nice. back. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and it's nice that you have the ability to cover that if you needed it covered to cover it, you know, and yeah. it's not just like blatantly like at looking at them. So that's nice. For sure. Um, Okay. So for this year, you're competing this year and, um, what shows are, do you have show dates yet or. So I do have show dates in mind. Um, I always say too, like, don't be married to a show because especially in the MPC, there are shows nonstop. Right. Uh, And I am definitely like, I'm going into like, I want to say it's my 10th show. And each time I get on stage, my goal is to beat the last time I got on stage. Yeah. And I'm not going to get on stage until that statement is true. Right. So I do have two shows in July that I'm planning for. But if my body just isn't ready, we can just push them back. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's because there's so many things that come into a prep that's not even just the prep, which is one of the reasons why we had to push mine out because we're moving. And yep. then, you know, we had a lot of clients last year go through getting COVID and it hit them really hard and they had to push their dates out for like two or three months. And oh yeah. It's nice going and having like, not just knowing that you have the flexibility, especially in NPC. And I think we, this being newer to us, it's a newer federation for us. We didn't yeah. realize how many there were in NPC, how many shows there are. They're literally everywhere. Yeah. Especially if you're willing to travel, yeah. even like not that far. Yeah. No, I think it's great. So that's nice to know. Um, So can we get into when you started training and what that looked like and what that transition looked like from working a corporate job into training? And then I'm assuming when you guys opened Body Shop. So yeah, for sure. Um, So like I said, like in college, I mean, in high school, I got introduced to the weight room because like in track, we would have like, we would have weight training sessions and stuff in practice. And then I also took like a weightlifting class. That was like my PE class. Yeah. Uh, but like 
it wasn't anything like right. insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when I got out of call, and then when I started in college, like I said, like I got an LA fitness membership and like, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of like, let's do the elliptical for 45 minutes. And then I actually started, I'm not sure you may know this or like maybe some listeners know about this, but have you ever heard of the program tone it up? Yes. Yes. Okay. I remember, and I remember hearing about that, like right after Colt and I got married and I would yes. follow them on Instagram, I think. So yes. yeah, Katrina and Karina, I think are their yeah. names. Yes. And they're still a thing. Like they're still yeah. around. There's actually a girl that I used to follow because of bodybuilding and she's kind of transitioned out of that into like general health. And she's actually a coach for them now. Okay. Uh, so it's just kind of funny. And now they have like okay. supplements, but they've grown like a ton. But yeah. anyways, so that was like a program that I was following through college. Cause it was nice. Like it was a lot of free workouts, a lot of free cardio routine. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of like circuit stuff. Like, dumbbells so I remember the LA fitness it was in Ballard had like this oh, hallway yeah I know exactly which one you're talking about Colton I used of, to- like the wind right next to the windows yes <laughs> so I would like take my dumbbells into the hallway and yeah. I would like do my little circuit work yeah in the hallway yes um and then like as I mentioned as I started like learning about macros and like training like bodybuilding.com was a really big thing back yeah. then too which like it's still a thing but it's not as big as it used to be right but like there were like all these different like chat rooms. They had different like programs on there. Like I want to say her name was like Jamie Easton. Mm. So I like would follow her workouts and like yeah. I used their app and it was definitely more like weight training. Yeah. And so I started doing things like that. And I started to see like when I started focusing, I don't want to say so much on heavier lifting but like a lot more like hypertrophy training versus yeah. like circuit training. Yeah. I started seeing a lot more development in my physique and growth. And then pairing that with tracking macros and paying a little bit more attention to my nutrition versus just trying to like eat salads and smoothies. Right. <laughs> uh, I started to see my physique change a lot. And then I started working with Paul which was my first coach. His name's Paul Ravella. He's pretty mm-hmm. well known in the bikini world. Um, I was with him for six years and he did my training on and off. And then I got certified in 2016. Mm-hmm. And since then, I just kind of took over my training. But yeah. um, I will say one of the biggest benefits to working with my new coach is she, and like I said, you have to be very specific these days, especially once you do have such a good foundation of muscle built. Yeah. You have to be very specific with your training, especially for bikini. So a lot of people will kind of refer to it as like bikini sculpting. Cause once you yeah. have the muscle density, you're just kind of sculpting your physique to fit that criteria. And I can really get in my head. Like, am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? Should I be doing that? Should I be doing a little bit of this? And so now that I'm with Jen, she has taken over all of my training and it's just yeah. so, and there's even like my workout yesterday, it was like glute focused. It like, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's like a very quick workout. And like, yeah. if that would have been me, I would have been like, oh, that only took me 30 minutes. I need to do more. Right. And so that's been a big development in my thought process yeah. as far as like training and being able to be objective with clients and myself. Right. That's cool. So um, when you started so you started, did you start personal training other people then, or is that like a newer thing? So, uh, in 2016, 
I was still working corporate life. And yeah. so I kind of, um, I was still, I would say that was kind of like too, when like online coaching was like really starting to like pick yeah. up some momentum. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool option. So like I was kind of trying to get some online clients because I didn't really have the flexibility to train people in person. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of just helping people. I started helping people for free just to like get the experience. Yeah. And then um, at that gym that I trained in in Lake Stevens, another uh, person had approached me and he actually owned a personal training studio in Woodenville. Oh, and it happened goodness. to be like five minutes down the road from where I worked corporate. Because uh, at this point, I was now working for Precore in Woodenville. Mm. And uh, he offered me a job. And so I started working nights. Wow. Personal training. <laughs> And then I started prepping and I just like, I had this realization of like, I can't do all of this. You can't do it all. (laughs) It's too much stress and my body's not going to like progress the way I want it to in prep if I keep doing this. And so I had to step away from that. I kept helping people on the side Mm -hmm. um, as far as like online coaching. But once we opened Body Shop and I was able to step away from the corporate life is really when I dove into coaching more and making it my full-time gig. That's cool. So what made you guys want to open body shop? Like what's the backstory there? So um, I think there's actually, if you want to link it, there's an episode with Jeff, the owner um, (laughs) of body shop uh, that kind of talks about his like full idea behind it. So um, kind of backstory, Jeff and I met in 2018 and when we met, Body Shop was, like, just, like, an idea he had. Yeah. Um, it was – he had, like, a logo at that point. And, like, he had told me – and there really wasn't any cool independent gyms in our area. There was all yeah. just, like, box gyms. There was Gold's, right. LA, 24. Right. There there are some independent gyms in Washington. There just wasn't any in our, like, direct area. We have right. a pretty healthy amount of – bodybuilders that needed a place to be able to like come together yes and so that was like his vision and so we met in 2018 we kind of went our separate ways for a while um and we came back together in 2019 and he actually had found a space he had already like picked out his equipment and um I went in to kind of just like give him some feedback because he knew that I worked he knew that I worked in the fitness space he knew that I was a competitor he was yeah. like, hey, I would love your feedback on, like, what I have so far and everything like that. And so we came together. I went and tried it out. We just kind of started talking. And my degree is in marketing. And right. if anybody knows Jeff, social media, talking to people, networking. Like talking to people, not really his thing. <laughs> yeah, not his cup of tea. Like, he is yeah. introverted to the core. He is yeah. very strongly business-minded. Yeah. But being an extrovert and, like, social media and... It was all that stuff fit for you. Yeah. So we just kind of like partnered up yeah. and I took over the marketing part. He took over the operations. It was just him and I for really the first like year and a half. Yeah. And um, I was still working my corporate job too. Wow. Um, and so I was for the first like six months to it. Well, no, it was probably like the first like four months. I was going into the office during the day and then coming to the gym and helping on at night. And Jeff was working. It was before we were 24 hours too. Yeah. Jeff was working from 4.30 in the morning to like 9.30 at night. And then we would go home, do it again. 
and business then, owner life though. I mean, it's, you just got to do what you got to do to keep yeah. the cost down. And then COVID hit. We opened November of 2019. We opened November 16th, 2019. And we had to close down March 16th, 2019. Wow. Or 2020. So it was like, what, three? Yeah. Six three. months? Four, yeah. four months? And so that was kind of an odd blessing because we did close down for the first three months because we didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then like kind of as we started to learn more and we got told that we still had to pay our bills, like we were like, well, yeah, uh, we can't pay our bills if like we have no one coming in here. Right. So we kind of did the whole like black market gym. Like it was awesome, not- though, because that's how we found out about you guys, because my sisters <laughs> yeah. both worked out there and there you guys were the only gym open near us anywhere. And so yeah. we, would, we would drive up to Bothell because my sisters and my mom lived up there when we were in Renton. We would drive up there three times oh, yeah. and work out at your guys's gym because we just needed something. And we were like and like at that point we had a tiny small like home gym so we could do some stuff at home but yeah but like, nothing like no it was so it was so refreshing to like walk into a place where like no one was wearing masks and people were just like let's just get our workout in and go home like it was just nice because no one For else sure. was thinking that way at that point in time so and what and that crazy... was like oh go ahead oh, go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, what a crazy just thing that you guys had to go through, too, because I can't imagine. My dad owns two restaurants up in Alaska, so he went through something really similar, um, and they're a little bit more stingy about, like, the rules as a, as a restaurant, but he oh, like, sure. is the only restaurant in Sitka that stayed open the entire time through COVID. Yeah, and, like, we tried to abide by the rules as much as we could, and, like, we weren't, like, telling people don't wear masks, but we're, like, it's your, it's your choice. Yeah. Because that was also a liability, like, being a gym and telling people they have to wear this right. mask that's cutting off their oxygen flow while they're yeah. trying to do these workouts, exercises, and workout. cardio. Like, that's yeah. a whole other liability on our end. Oh, and, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was a blessing in disguise, like getting back to my job where I was working from home. Yeah. So I was able to work from the gym, really help Jeff. And it built like the big thing, too, that Jeff really wanted to build was a community and not necessarily yeah. a bodybuilding community, but just a community of like minded fitness enthusiasts that are all yeah. like working on becoming their best selves. Yeah. And as odd as it is to say, I think COVID was a bit of a blessing because it kind of like jump-started that yeah because all the people where fitness was a huge factor in their life were all coming together because they needed that especially during a time like that because it was keeping them safe Mm -hmm. oh yeah no I I mean COVID for us was a very similar thing because Colt lost his job he was laid off like I think three months I think in July. And so we had a big heads up that he was getting laid off. So that's when we really transitioned. That's when we opened Superset Your Life. And that's when yep. we um, transitioned him to doing like training full time, which um, we would not have done, but it was the best decision we ever did. So oh, yeah. you know, through the struggle ca- came something much better than we were expecting. So and same thing for you guys. And it's crazy well, to see how many people go to body shop now. Everybody in that area, like knows the gym either goes there or yeah. just people that go there. Like it's a very well-known place, which is just really cool for us to see. It's definitely a very centralized place for people. They come together. They'll cut like, we even have members that aren't like daily members. They just come like on the weekends or something like that to get a yeah. change of pace or just because they love the culture. They love the environment. And 
it's a very, like, we always say, like, we always see ourselves as more than a gym. Like, we're definitely a family. Like, yeah, yeah we probably know things about members that most gym owners <laughs> would never know. Or most family <laughs> members of those members don't know. That's so yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, we were, our plan was at one point, and it might still be our plan to open up a gym eventually, but we really enjoy like not having the gym overhead <laughs> right yeah. now, which is nice. Um, but I just think it's really neat that you guys were be, like, able to create that environment, create just that culture within that gym and the people that go there. And yes. that's definitely something that like really attracts us to that and to like being able to open up a gym of ours someday, like Colt has always loved body shop. And yes. when we would talk about it, he's like, I would just want to open up something that's as big as body shop. Like, has the same like vibe and everything. Like it's just everything that we like about a gym. Yeah, for sure. And like, um, I remember Cole actually mentioning that on the podcast he did with Jeff that like he yeah. wants to open a gym someday. And like, I will say like you don't open and I'm sure Jeff will say this too. You don't open a gym to get rich, but it is oh. a very fulfilling thing yeah. to do. I mean, just like you don't become people. an online personal trainer to get rich either. And no. because I mean, it's just kind of impossible if you're the, like, cause it's only us. And like, you know, as uh, for owning like your own, you know, training company as well, it's like, yeah. you, you can only do so much, but you get to be involved in the really neat aspect of people's lives that nobody else really has access to. And you 100%. earn people's trust in a way that, um, you know, a lot of people don't have the ability to do as well. And it's very, yeah, it, it's the most fulfilling. Like if you would have asked me three years ago, even if this would be what I was doing for my career, I would have said like, that sounds amazing, but no way. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because when we, when Colt first like got his personal training certificate, cause he had people coming up asking him to train them all, all the time. And so he was like, okay, well, I'll just get a random training certificate. And he did, we were charging like 50 bucks because we never knew that you could actually like do that for like full time. Then we, you know, after that hired people to help us like scale our business and like plan out how to do our training packages and all that stuff to turn it into something you can do full time. But it was always something we had loved to do. Training has always been in our background, both of us as athletes, like we've always been in the gym. And so it's really cool to see how it's become what we do for money, but it's not even we do it for money. We do it because we just want to help people. And, 100%. and I think the the health industry is so much better than like when you, people go in to be like, not that doctors and nurses don't go in to do that because they want to help people. But I feel like in this industry, you get to help people out of, their bad habits and out of like their health issues and stuff. And you don't have that option in a lot of other industries that say that they're for the health, you know? Well, so. in the way that like doctors have to go about it, like yeah. they don't have the flexibility to take yeah. the time and really dive in. And like in the Western medicine, like they've kind of siloed doctors into specific, like there's your general health practitioner, but then yeah. they can't prescribe for this. You have to go to a different specialist for right. this and all of this stuff and there's that's lots the biggest of thing. yeah that's the biggest thing I say too like I'm not a doctor by any means and I will never like tell you to change anything that your doctor has said but I feel like I pull from personal experience and I can touch on a lot of different topics and be yeah. able to kind of like push people in the right direction and I get to see that all kind of work together and come full circle yeah. to people building healthier and happier lives right and I think the the biggest 
blessing out of like the life that we've chosen with being trainers and and working in this industry is that is not just like the physical change in people, but just like their emotional and mental change because they just become happier, more fulfilled and just more on purpose, you know, and it's so much more rewarding that way than just solving like a physical problem. Oh yeah. I have, um, I mean, you know, you do my check-ins, the very last question on my questionnaire is like, what are three wins you had from this week? Which like, I do that because it helps people kind of reflect and be like, even if they had a down week, even if they felt like the week was a total like bust, they're able to reflect back and like small little wins. And my favorite things to read aren't like, oh, I dropped five pounds or I hit a PR. Like my favorite things to read are like, those mental wins like non-scale victories are like my favorite like yeah favorite things to read yeah that's so cool um I don't have any more questions okay I do have one more question um and it's kind of the last thing we ask people but are you working on anything now like planning for the future is there anything that you're working on um that you're excited to talk about or I don't know whatever um I mean the biggest thing for me right now is like because I always say too like Community is like, we're meant for community and we're always stronger together. So like the biggest thing with my business, I do coach, I coach competition and I coach just lifestyle transformation people and, and primarily women. Um, And my biggest thing, like my little motto is like, find your superwoman strength. Like Mm -hmm. I want to help women find their strength and fall back in love with themselves because society puts like such a pressure on women. And I feel like a lot of us, already put enough pressure on ourselves and we just we live behind a lot of shame a lot of guilt a lot of negativity just on ourselves because we don't feel like we're succeeding in every single aspect we're supposed to be succeeding in and my I want to help women realize that like they're stronger than they truly think and like they're beautiful just the way they are yes we can all want to be better but like we need to appreciate where we are every season of our life. And so I'm really focused on building that community out um, more and having more women within that community. Um, Because just having, I mean, you know, like in the group chat, just having people you can turn to that understand that have been there. Like, because I mean, I have a lot of experiences and I'm there for all my clients every step of the way, but I don't have every experience known to man. So building that community out people there's people from every walks of life that you can get different insights from um so just building that community more like especially my online community for sure yeah that's awesome well I know you got to get going to work so I will let you go but thank you and um is there anything you'd like us to link in the show notes for people or where um, I can send you, you my link. I can send you my link tree um, yeah. that people can kind of click on. I do have like, if you're thinking like, oh, maybe working with her would be something interesting. Like you can set up a free consultation. I offer consult free consultations with everyone. Um, I also do have an ebook. So if you like budgets a thing and you just want to see if like my training style is something you would be interested in. Um, I do have an ebook. It's $30. Um, it walks you through like, pre and post-workout nutrition, why it's important. It walks you through some mobility. And then it has a four-week, uh, or I mean, a four-day, eight-week training split that you can follow. And it's really focused on, like, muscle growth. 
um, and just focusing in on that. So that's only $30. I have a link for that in my link tree. I have a link to my free Facebook group there too, where I'm just building community up. I do post information in there, um, things like that. And yeah, if you want to come check out Body Shop, um, we do do. offer, (laughs) yeah, we do offer a seven day free trial. Um, and we do have some cool events coming up. Uh, we are going to do a posing seminar and just like bodybuilding seminar in general to kind of talk about the different divisions. Um, We have different IFBB pros coming to be a part of that. And we do have some NPC judges to come and like provide feedback. So even if you're not a acting competitor, it'd be great to come and just learn more. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be on April 23rd. Yeah. Colt and I are going to be. (laughs) So I can send you the link for like my Instagram and the body shop Instagram and we'll be posting um, all the info on there too. Awesome. Yeah. I am excited for that. Cool. Well, you have a wonderful day and we'll talk later today, I'm sure. (laughs) Sounds good, girl. Thank you. All right. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Wow. Hey, everybody. Coach Colt here. Just got to throw in my two cents worth before signing off. Thanks so much for listening again. My biggest takeaway was for sure at the tail end, we need to appreciate where we are at every season of our life. Wow. That is so true. That is awesome. If I were you, I would totally get that $30 ebook that she mentioned too, by the way, at the tail end. So give her a follow on Instagram and you can go through her link tree for that. Last thing, I have to confess that glute training in particular is not something that I've been particularly skilled or experienced with in the past in my training. I mean, I've been focused on quads. I've been focused on on, um, other areas that I'm not quite as genetically gifted in um, as (laughs) things like glutes and calves and whatnot. But Um, Glute training is very, very important. Um, Every exercise starts from the ground up. So Taylor and her training, she's been teaching me a lot of what she's been learning from Danielle. And uh, boy, oh boy, especially after this morning's workout with that Smith machine, (laughs) with that back squat variation. uh, Ouch. So seeing good results myself, go give Danielle a follow, please. Um, She's on Instagram at Danielle Rainwater, just like it it sounds. Danielle spelled with two L's and an E. Cool. Danielle Rainwater. That's how you find her on Instagram. And you'll learn all kinds of cool stuff. Freshen up your Instagram feed with something positive. Thanks again, everyone, so much. God bless and catch you on episode 134. Give us a couple days to get that one out. We're going to be interviewing Stephen, host of the UK Carnivore, talking about meat, salt, muscles, and total body optimization. Bye-bye, everybody.